<sighs> Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of <sighs> Amateur Hour. It's a professional sports podcast <sighs> by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. <sighs> Let's, I guess, talk about sports. Let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Amateur Hour. You thought we were sleepy, but we're <laughs> fired up. Uh, we just had the Super Bowl, and we've got a lot of sports to talk about today. We've got some all-stars in the NBA, some champions and losers in the NFL. So, Shrey, I'm excited. I'm I don't excited. know about you. Yeah, this you is the one I remember. We, this is our second year doing this particular type of thing where we talk about all-star games in the NBA, and we talk about the Super Bowl. So, this is exciting. The most superb owl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we love it. We love it. But before we get to that, we're going to get into our weekly highs. The weekly highs. So as of this recording, the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, knock on wood, because if I jinx it, I'm going to be PO'd like I normally am. The Boston Celtics are on an eight-game win streak. Following the trade deadline, but also prior to the trade deadline, Jason Tatum decided, hey, I know how to drive now. Marcus Smart's like, hey, I know how to play basketball. Jalen Brown's like, hey, I'm not going to be injured. And Romeo Langford's like, hey, I'm out of here. No. <laughs> I wanted to, I mean, talk about moves. You know, we're going to talk about all-stars, so I guess now is the perfect time to kind of talk about what happened specifically with the Celtics. Um, Shrey. You know, at first I was like, we just went laterally. And then I thought about it. I was like, we cut a lot of chaff. And we also made room for white guy legend Sam Hauser, shooter extraordinaire. Mur- uh, no, no. The murder cornet. The mur- uh, murder cornet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, just to kind of recap what the Celtics did, uh, Celtics were able to let go of Ennis Freedom, Romeo Lankford, Schroeder. Schroeder, uh, uh, Bruno Fernando, Bruno, who? <laughs> yeah, he he had one dunk, and they're <laughs> he like, had a "That's cool enough." Dunk last week, get and, out. Um, Josh Richardson, which I'm actually sad about that. However, it was to get a good player in return. So we dropped a bunch of players, right? Getting rid of Langford, I think, was a great move. Getting rid of Cantor or Freedom, excuse me, was also a great move because he he was not. Not doing it. Is, just not he wasn't doing playing it. either. Like he was just sitting there. Right. So I think that I think and then, you know, Richardson, I'm sad about, but also Schroeder. We knew that he wasn't going to stay. Mm-hmm. So offloading him in return for that, we brought back Tice and we brought in Derek White, which Tice. Uh, OK, he's a solid center. and I like him a lot as a player contract. Not thrilled about not thrilled mm-hmm. about because we let him go because we knew he wanted to go get paid. Yeah. Derek White. He's on a 15 mil a year for about 14 points per game. He's already averaged that with us. I mean, it's about the same size as Richardson's contract. Richardson, I think, was a great chemistry guy. He's playing solid defense, being very consistent. But White's a bigger guard, and we've already seen he takes a lot of pressure off of Smart. 
So that's huge. So that's the big thing, Max, with this trade and why I liked it um, from the get go right. too. Like there was a lot of people that were like, "What are you doing? Like we need shooting." Bloated contract. Yeah. And I agree. We need shooting. Like that wasn't addressed at all. And maybe there's a shooter. <laughs> maybe. No, I see. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but maybe this is going to create more opportunity for Naismith, who yes. could be a really good shooter, and Pritchard, who could be who already actually has proven to be a really good shooter. And white guy legend Sam Hauser. <laughs> shooter extraordinaire. So I I agree. I think the Langford Neesmith combo wasn't working. There's it was it felt redundant at times. They both are the you know corner three specialist defender. You know energy guys and that are like, both young and also inconsistent. Yeah, so it's like you know it, it, it's part of that Danny Ainge like let's just throw stuff at the wall, see how many of these guys we can get, and maybe one of them sticks, right? And so. At some point, if you have so many of those guys on your team, the Grant Williams, the the uh, Langfords, the Neesmiths, you're not doing you're doing them a disservice by putting them all at, on the same a, team at the same yeah. time. Yeah, right. Like you're not giving one of them a big enough opportunity to figure out if they have it, whatever it is. And so, <laughs> I've got the X factor. The it fact. <laughs> You'll float too. <laughs> it's just a clown in makeup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little balloon. It's him. Danny is like, it's him. He's it. <laughs> He's like, they're like, Penny, Pennywise? No, he can't be. <laughs> I was him. I'm Georgie. <laughs> so my name is Danny. It's Georgie. <laughs> Georgie Ainge. All right. Anyway, no, no. You're right. It was it was a redundant thing. Uh, we had it, but also Shrey. You know, we had a lot of things that we didn't need. Think about how long we held on to Semi Ojale for. Mm. No, that was the Danny Ainge system. Was if you're not holding on to someone for four years, then you're not doing it right. No, and right, and then you know, thank God Grant Williams turned out decent, like half decent. But yeah, we drafted Grant Williams when we already had a developing Semi Ojale. They are the same body type. One of them's obviously better than the other, but like, yeah. why? And then a bunch of small guards. I mean, remember when we had Waters, Edwards, <laughs> Pritchard, <laughs> and Pritchard, like all at the same time? Walker. <laughs> Jeff Teague and Kemba Walker were like, yeah, if you're under 6'1, you're on the team. Anybody taller? And now we've changed it around. Now we've got Derek White, who's a 6'4, 6'5, 1 and 2. That's yeah. great because he's a bigger dude. And we've already seen from his first couple of games, uh, the kid can shoot and he's got hustle and he's got great hair. So, oh, exceptional hair. My favorite is when he's wearing the headband, it almost he, looks like his hair is like trying to fly off his head. Like, that's how, like, when he's going fast, it's just like, he's like, hold on. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the hair's gripping to the follicles. Oh, you, can tell, you can tell when he's that guy's running fast. Like, him and Josh Giddy have some of the great, greatest hair, like, flows. Just let it go. Yeah, just let it go, right? Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but about the player, I've been watching uh, quite a bit of San Antonio basketball this year uh, for fantasy reasons. But, um, you know, Derek White, I, I really liked his game just watching him uh, over the past couple of years. San Antonio just does a good job of drafting and developing players and 
like they're the putting, Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. So yeah. I really like like kind of how Brad has taken like decision making into his hands and been like, okay, like how many of these draft picks are we gonna use? Or like, what are we gonna really do about it? We got to pick a direction. So he brought in Derek White because he knows that San Antonio is a good drafting team. This guy's a good player. He has that relationship with Ime uh, from being in San Antonio. And forgot uh, about that. You're and right. Derek White, Derek White was on the select team with, uh, I think, for the FIBA, with um, with Jason Tatum, Tatum Brown Smart. Uh, all three of them were on that team, so he has a relationship with them too. And like being a being a defender, like we watched like the first couple games with him and Smart and that lineup with Smart White, Tatum Brown, Rob Williams. And it's like freakishly athletic, like in, insane defense, right? They have like a they had like a defensive rating of like seventy eight or something. It's ridiculous. Like, I I was like, I didn't expect I didn't expect that good of of a of a team from the get go, team defense from the get go. Because you know, understanding how slow the Celtics started and how disappointed we were. Um, I didn't think that, you know, it would take a guy like this to, to really switch it on defensively. And yeah, it feels like he just rejuvenated that side of the floor for these guys, because, you know, we know Tatum can get his 30 and Brown can get his 30, but, you know, kind of counterbalancing what smart does and what smart doesn't do well was what was needed. And so he takes a lot of that pressure offensively away from smart. He doesn't have to smart doesn't have to handle the ball and make any poor shooting possessions. Smart know? doesn't have to take the ball up the court and freaking jack a three. Yeah. He, My guy. <laughs> so Stop he, it. We know. I mean, Shrey, we talked about this last yeah. year and I think that this still stands. It's like you give Marcus smart per game, three shot, three threes. Okay. He can take as many shots as he wants inside. I'd say five. He, I'd say five. Well, no, 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 no. Three, five attempts. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, this is my system. This is my system. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You you give him you give him three by default, right? He's got three. If he misses all three, Trey, he's not making <laughs> he the no last more. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he makes one, he's earned one. And if he makes two, mm. he's earned two. So for mm. everyone, you give him three. But if he starts off over three, he's got to. That's take a it. Break. Yeah. If he misses three in a row, it's over. Yeah. You you don't get another one. You, there's no cookie tonight. <laughs> You've done bad. But do you see like that defense? Um, the first game White was there. Samar had like five steals. Speaking of cookies, Samar had five steals, and then and then having a guy that you know is going to guard his man correctly in White, whether it's a forward, whether it's a guard, um, it takes a lot of pressure off. You know that you don't have to like switch all the time, and like rotations come easier, and you know. Once he gets into the groove more offensively and White starts, you know, driving into the lanes more and, uh, you know, getting getting more comfortable, like, taking his shots. I saw a couple times where, you know, he's looking for the ball and he's clapping. And I'm like, sorry, you don't know how Jason Tatum works. He's not looking for you. Um, <laughs> and so there's a couple times where I see him clapping in the corner. I'm like, come on. And I'm like, White is open, but Tatum's not going to give him that. So once he like gets into a groove and like you know kind of demands the ball a little more and like they get more confidence with him, oh I I I really like the move and plus it's a long term guy too. It's not a Evan Fournier where he sucks and then leaves. Um, oh, I'm I, yeah I was excited about this trade and uh, he still sucks. Yeah, no that was yeah I agree. <laughs> He's done <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. I think uh, it could be a really positive long-term move. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so that and that is my sports high, uh, a, a long-winded way of saying, let's go Celtics. <laughs> All right, Stray. What about the lows? <laughs> the lows. Well, yeah, so it's been a, a rather uneventful I don't know if uneventful is the word, but just, just you know, disappointing time for Eli Apple, cornerback of the Cincinnati Bengals. And it all started, you know, last month, late last month, when he went on a Twitter tirade uh, talking about teams that he had played for and cities he had played for, which are the biggest ones being New Orleans and New York, uh, New York Giants. <laughs> and those fan bases and talking about, you know, which city is the worst. And he he said that, you know, uh, paraphrasing here, Eli Apple tweeted out basically that New Orleans was the stinkiest, like no good city he's ever been to. And like the fan base stunk in both of them. And he was oh, going, brother, off. this guy stinks. Which is, well, you know, a lot of a lot of big words for a guy that's made little to no plays. Uh, so just just kind of an interesting standpoint too why he was going at these people when he's already in a good situation Cincinnati was doing well right they're in the playoff hunt and they're in the playoffs at that point and he's he's going off on teams that he's already been on and you know he's just trying to make a lot more enemies and he's really good at that in New York he was not liked around his teammates uh I just you know I was going back on some Eli Apple videos he he got into some stuff with Landon Collins and then you know in in New Orleans you know he just he couldn't play, make a play to save his life. And he got released after a couple of years. So, um, yeah, just a not, not a great, not a great month for so for Eli Apple. And then obviously we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, some key mistakes at the end of the game, right? The holding call at the goal line. Oh and, my God. And then uh, not covering also. And then the first touchdown, right. From Cooper cup where he, he uh, he goes in towards the line of scrimmage and Cooper Cup is still running and he has a wide open touchdown. Then the second touchdown where he gets beat on the fade, uh, the second Cup touchdown where he gets beat on the fade and that's the ends up being the game winning touchdown. And you don't know how quickly it took for NFL players who were either on the teams that he had dissed or just wanted to see Eli Apple get his mouth, like, you know, get crow handed to him. And just right. take it to Twitter, take it to him. Uh, people like Marquise Hollywood Brown saying Apple Pack gonna hit hard in LA. <laughs> uh, Rashad Bateman with the Apple emoji. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he had him, had him with the sunglasses, uh, pretending to smoke a smoke a cig on the sidelines of a game. Uh, Eli, uh, Michael Hardman saying, uh, uh, you know, t- tweeting a picture of his Super Bowl ring and saying, it's cool, big bro. You might get one of these one day, but in the meantime, just go get better at your craft. And then, you know, CD Lamb, Michael Thomas, go- Eli gonna Eli. Like, people were going at his rack. And, you know, nothing so far from Eli Apple. I don't know if he's, you know, still wants to smoke, but I'm Apple sure we. <laughs> 
I'm sure I'm sure we'll be hearing from him sometime soon. But yeah, not a great month and definitely not a great overnight period for Eli Apple. I saw a video, Max. So funny. Someone took, you know, Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. I I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Did you see the video? I saw the video. You saw it. Oh my God. They took, they did, they made it an Eli Apple diss track. <laughs> and instead of, yeah, we could have been, su- yeah, we could have been superstars. They were, <laughs> you are not a superstar. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Tyree Kill tweeted, Got he. <laughs> Yo, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill had him too. Oh, I got to do so many Eli Apple lowlights. Like, and it's serious. People don't like this guy. And I mean, he runs his mouth. But it is it has become a meme. Like if you look up Eli Apple on YouTube, the first I think suggestion is first recommended video is an Eli Apple one. lowlights video. Ooh. Just like a compilation. Like it's gotten to like Ben Simmons type level with him. Like, you know, and like you know when like people meme you so hard they have to make a low light video of you and that turns into a like your best viewed video or something like that's like that. it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy it's hilarious right, if Somebody... you look up if you look up Eli Apple on Google search right now the first uh dozen are literally of him getting beat by Cooper Cup on that game winning yeah. touchdown yeah yeah i mean that's what you get i mean that's why you know you take your you you, you take your medicine uh when you when you get you know when you talk like that but i don't know Probably before a big game, you probably shouldn't be talking, or a couple of big games, you shouldn't be talking like that if you want, if you don't want people to come at your rack like this. So, yeah, for sure, kind of getting, kind of getting what you deserves at this point. Absolutely, you, you know, haters, <laughs> haters uh, gonna be justified. <laughs> haters gonna get absolutely smoked if you're bitching and then you lose. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so straight, let's talk. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. And the first thing I want to talk about is I thought the the Ben gals were going to do it. I did too, I, man. I was really hoping they had a great game. They really were on it, it with the in, where they got the interceptions. They got the turnovers that they needed. Uh, they were able to score at key moments. And then the offensive line said, hang on. Third quarter. Hang on. We haven't done our job yet. Started doing their job and doing absolutely nothing and letting Joe Burrow get eviscerated yeah. by Aaron Donald and that defensive line. Holy cow. The dude didn't have a second in the pocket. Because when he tough. did, he threw fantastic. He threw great passes. And especially, too, you know, you, you look at, like, the Matt Stafford throwing an interception in the end zone. You look at the fumble that went right out of Cooper Cup's hand uh, to the uh, Bengals safety. Yeah. Like you look at, you know, there was another, I think there was another turnover right after that. All these things that happened. So you're like, the Bengals got a chance to do it. They can do it. And then it just didn't go through. Yeah. The So uh, just talking about the game to start, that first half was very, mm, eh. Like I wasn't feeling yeah. that first half. Yeah. Right? right. Like it, not a lot happened. A lot of, a lot of punts, um, you know, a couple like a field goal. Uh, the the fourth down play that first uh, that first drive by the Bengals, and they went for it on fourth down, and the pass like 
to chase right up the middle when it was completely covered was such a bad, I don't know if the play, like, I don't know. There was, there was a T Higgins was wide open on the sideline. So I was like, also, why are you going for it on uh first down? I'm no, sorry. On fourth down right away. And then that led to the touchdown. The first touchdown. By, yeah. yeah it was seven. Oh, right. So you're like, so you're doing it to yourself for the, to begin with. All right, fine. Then you get back into the game, right? And you're able to uh, do the trick play, right? Mixon uh, fakes the run uh, and tosses it to T. Higgins in the end zone. You're like, wow, now you got some excitement. Now it's 13-10. But still, like, not a great overall half. And then to start the way they started with the 75-yard touchdown to Higgins, which they didn't call OPI, but... You know what I mean? Like that, it should have called OPI. Like right, like considering the 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 penalties that they they called at the end of the game, that should have been the penalty they should have called, but they didn't. And then it felt like okay, well, this is how they're gonna call the game. They're not really gonna unless it's super egregious. They're not gonna call anything. Fine. They could, you know, they get that massive play, and then man, how many sacks did he take in that second half? That you were like, these are just soul crushing, man, like drive stopping. Cause now you're putting like third and 14, third and 20, and it's just not enough. Like he can't get, he can't do anything with that, especially when he's in his own uh, side of the field. Uh, Burrow's, Burrow, I'm speaking about. Yeah. So it's like, I really, I, I, I hope the kid would win. Like he, he showed me something, especially coming back. It sounded, it looked like he had a, bad injury i don't know he came back from it and then they just didn't that offensive line and we'll i was gonna say this max was you know people talked about people have been flip-flopping about that chase thing right to begin with they made the memes about him right we know the obviously know what the meme we're talking about with the sewell versus chase with the stick figures right and then chase showed proved him wrong during the regular season 1400 yards rookie of the offensive rookie of the year cool but then when it really mattered what did they need the most and chase did his job during the game what did they need the most and that was another piece on the offensive line which is just scared oh my god straight straight like the freaking the and the rams defensive coordinator did a phenomenal job phenomenal Wayne morris is awesome he he made plays he made plays in his plays allowed either Aaron Donald to get somebody free or for somebody else to get Aaron Donald free Yeah, because the amount of sacks, you know, straight, you know, I don't bet we talked about this, <laughs> but the bets that I thought about doing were, I thought about like Aaron Donald plus three sacks dude had it in like the middle of the third quarter. He's cause he was a freaking beast. And honestly, I know Cooper cup had a great last part of the game. He was shut down for the first half and a lot of the first uh, third quarter, but I would have given the Super Bowl MVP to Aaron Donald personally. Yeah, well, to begin with, he wasn't having uh, too great of a game, right? Like, and they, because the, the Bengals' job was they're going to take the center. And Collinsworth talked about this. They took the center and they brought him around to wherever Donald was to the double team. But right. Then, like you said, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, was like, oh, well, if we want to create one-on-one matchups with Donald. So we're going to put someone right on the center, 
right above the center. So the center can't move anymore. Otherwise, they're going to let the nose tackle go through. That guy come down. Yeah. So now Aaron Donald's got his one-on-one matchup. And that first play of the <laughs> where, where they put the guy over the center and Donald literally pile drove this offensive lineman back into the quarterback, like made him like it looked, he looked like, like he was doing a drill, like, like yeah. pushing one of like the yeah. fake men. Oh my God. Oh yeah. For, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, the, this is just inhumane, dude. What this guy? But it's doing. a grown, it's a grown man. It's a grown ass man. Man, like, ugh. that's. I mean, then that's one. That's the best, if not one of the best defender. Yeah, I'd say the best defender of the past ten years. So, at this point, like, it, it, he's got a he's got a Super Bowl championship to prove it now. So, well, hey, don't sleep on Vince Wilfork. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 the decade before. <laughs> Yeah, no, that you know, sure. That that's uh, well, every time I watch Rams football, freaking everybody's like that. That's the best player in football right now. That's the best player in football right now. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, he's very, very good. So there's no harm in saying that he is, uh, like the best defender. Yeah, dude, he's. I mean, I watched him take Joe Mixon and literally hold him and then throw him backwards. Yeah, like he was a sack of like forty five pound potatoes. <laughs> The I've, dude single-handedly prevented first downs because he yeah. would hold the runner. Like, literally no forward momentum. I couldn't tell you the last time. It's been a while. The last time, you know, in a Super Bowl or just in general, where you have to – you can't not script to to stop this guy on defense. Like, there are not many defensive players where – you they need to attract, make, yeah. You have to, ha- you have, to, like, it's not like, oh, we, att- he attracts attention because he's big or anything. Like, no, no, no. He's big, fast, strong. He's everything. He's a total package. There's like, lo- like Lawrence Taylor's, the, you know what I mean? Like the Khalil Max for a couple of years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a, there's not many guys that can do that. And he's done it for consistently, right? He's a three, t- he's shown you defensive player of the year, all pro. Like yeah. he is the best defender in the league. Yeah. And he showed and then it on pair the him, stage. Well, and pair him with like a Von Miller. It's ridiculous. That yeah. That like, was dumb. That was literally dumb because just, you just yeah. watch and like Von Miller would just like wait and you see that stance. I, I literally that was terrifying to me. Seeing Von Miller on the line, I'm like, oh my God. Von that dude's coming for it. blood. Von Miller still got it. Like there's he made huge he yeah. also had a couple sacks too. He's, he's you know, he would chase because he would break through and he would be the guy to just chase Burrow out. Yeah. And if Burrow didn't have it, you know, it's and Burrow, he's a great uh, he just he doesn't have the wheels. He doesn't have the wheels like uh, like a Kyler Murray or like a Lamar Jackson or like a Pat Mahomes. He can definitely run. But but yeah. I mean, in terms of like wheels, I'm saying like scramble out the pocket, keep composure, make a throw. Yeah, on the move. Yeah, you know, he had a good play yesterday where it, it felt like it was a design play where he, I think they had five wide. And he didn't even kind of, he didn't even look for a read. He just knew like I think it was like a third down, he just he went was going for it. Up. He just yeah. went for it, right? So like he he, he I think he's super smart with his runs and his designs because he knew he was going to slide immediately when he got to the marker and uh yeah, I mean, we haven't seen too much of the on the run stuff like maybe a Kyler or a or a Lamar Jackson or a Mahomes or anything. Yeah, like that. But that yeah, doesn't I'm have not to trying be his to, game. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. And I'm not but but you know, you saw 
I'm, well, yesterday again, when your offensive line is crumbling, yeah, Riddick, yeah, crumbling, seven sacks in the third, like in the third, or it was six sacks alone in the third. Mm-hmm. And how many sacks? It was a nine sacks to finish seven, the game. Seven total. Seven, oh, total. seven total. Yeah, tied for most ever in a Super Bowl. Yeah. How do you win a game like that? With that, many, how do you win a game like that? It's just like you're putting yourself in such a bad position, and I don't know. Like, if you did pick Chase in the first round, the least you could have done was pick another guy, like, like the next pick, pick an offensive lineman or something. Like, it's not like, oh, everyone was just a- angry that you didn't pick an offensive lineman to be angry. Like, no, 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 you needed an offensive lineman. It showed at the biggest, in biggest stage, biggest game. You have all the offensive talent, but you got to cover the guy that makes the plays. And... They didn't do it, and he didn't. He wasn't even like mistake. He wasn't even like making mistakes. It wasn't like Burrow was making like you know what I mean. Like if he was making mistakes without getting pressured, then you'd be like, oh well, he was you know a part of that loss. Like he made that loss happen. But he, but he was playing well when he had the time. And I don't know if you saw that. Uh, they didn't show this on the the TV replay. But there's there was a picture I saw on Twitter of that last play, that fourth down play, where Donald stops Burrow and uh, on fourth down, right? He, Burrow tosses it, and yeah. it almost goes to Pirine, but it gets dropped and Rams win. But there's a there's an angle from the the far the far end zone, and Jamar Chase has beat Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is on the ground, and Jamar Chase has beat Ramsey. But if you look in the back, Burrow's already getting taken down by Donald. Mm-hmm. So if you just think, if he had a second, two seconds more, he could have probably seen Chase, and that could have been a long touchdown. You know what I mean? Joe Burrow's accurate. He's gonna bet. He's gonna that's, go that, that's right. Yeah, that's and that that was exactly. I mean, before the game, I said. We talked about it. It's like the only thing the Bengals I'm worried about. I think that they have a great offense except for their line. And and just to see that pressure, because it's like, you know, when the, when the Bengals, when the Rams scored that last touchdown, yeah. it's like, okay, the Bengals have a shot. Yeah. They just need to freaking hold. But by that time, it looked like they were going to war with like 15 guys against an army of 1,000. Yeah. The offensive line looked ragged, not ready, mentally defeated. And when I, when I was watching, I was like, there's no possible way that they're going to be, you know, that they're going to come out on top. Just because you saw it on that last drive, I'm like, they don't, they don't have it. Joe Burrow might have it. Everybody else might have it. Offensive line is toast. Yeah, I mean, even the best guys need protection. So like, he. Well, you if, saw you saw Tom yeah. Brady. I mean, you saw Tom Brady in the in the championship game. You know, when he was get when there was way too much pressure and his line wouldn't hold because yeah. of their injuries. It's Tom Brady. My God, we know that he's the best, but even he sometimes didn't have enough time to do what he needed to do. Right. Right, and that's that's on the the team construction. That's on the ownership. That's on the whoever's doing scouting and player personnel and the drafting. The whole front office, they gotta they gotta be better. And Bengals aren't known for shelling money, right? This is why when they hit on draft picks, they they feel like secure because they don't really go out and have big splashes and free agency and stuff. So, um. It's going to be interesting to see whether they choose to go into the draft for their offensive lineman or if they 
try to finally pay for one, they don't really pay for anything. So and what are they, the Patriots? Come on. <laughs> Hey, so Shrey, I got a I got a question for you. You know, yeah. the we got the Super Bowl, we've got the commercials, a lot of crypto commercials this year. I'll tell you what. Oh man, I got pissed off at them. <laughs> at time all. to inv- time to invest, baby. Buy the dip. Um, <laughs> the dip. Outside of that, Shrey, what were your thoughts on the halftime show? Ooh, so I really like that uh, hip hop was kind of represented like through and through. Like, I feel yeah. like there's been moments of hip-hop throughout. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, remember, uh, Big Boy coming on a... Big Boy from Outcast coming on a Super Bowl halftime show. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was kind of like a guest and stuff like that. He wasn't really the main act, but hip-hop was the main Some act. Some here, some there. It, it was a lot of country. It was yeah. a lot of We got, like, The Weeknd, and then we got, like, yeah, country, I think. Okay, okay. I like The Weeknd's show. Yeah, the weekend was cool. There was one. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a big weekend guy. So what was the one where uh was it the one where MIA like flipped everyone off? Uh, there was one. There was like I forgot something like that. Something happened where MIA made headlines. Uh, yeah, after one of the headlines, um, halftime shows. But overall, uh, it was pretty good. I I I think I went into it thinking, oh, they were probably gonna do some sort of tupac tribute you know they're in la they got all the west coast artists yeah (laughs) and they did california love which was uh if people know the lore of that song that's technically a dr dre song that he gave to tupac um i thought maybe they'd do and then and then they had dr dre play you know four seconds like three seconds of ayn madicha on the piano before doing still dre and then they had 50 cent who (laughs) <laughs> the 50 cent means 50, 50 cents a whole dollar <laughs> the 50 cent means we're, we're, we're having me cackling <laughs> someone was like 50 cent is, is fighting for his life <laughs> but he was like hanging upside down um and so i was like i, I don't know that's not cutting it for me because if he's trying to recreate the into club music video <laughs> that's not how he looked so it felt like a little bit like half-assed like they didn't even I don't know. They didn't give Kendrick Lamar too much time. They gave Eminem what, like, lose yourself, and then he left. Um, oh, when that came on, I was like, wait a minute. Are I was we like, in high course. school? Are we yeah, on the like, bus I was, somewhere? I was, like, I was like, of course. The I was like, what is the one song that is played before every high school basketball or football game? Uh, and it's lose yourself. And so, <laughs> and so they picked mom like, spaghetti, mom spaghetti, <laughs> knees weak, mom spaghetti. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I thought Eminem retired, really. I thought he did. But he keeps making music, and he keeps showing up. And I'm like, dude, come on. It felt so. half-assed. It felt, it felt half-assed a little bit. Yeah, and also Mary J. Blige. Great. Mary, Mary J. Blige, Blige was the best part. Oh. You didn't like it? Sorry, I was not. A, she just, like, she came out, and then she started with a slow song, and I was like, ah, I wasn't crazy about her outfit. Uh, no, and she started I felt with like, uh, Family Affair. I love Family Affair. And then she did No More Drama, and... Uh, those are so like, two like classics. a lot of Mary J. Blige. Okay, all right, all right. Those are you know, two, cla- no, no, those are two classics too. Yeah. All right, respect to it. Respect to it. Take. Yeah. Okay. Just. I. Hey. All right. Th- you're right. That is my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like. You know. I liked everything. I didn't know Mary J. Blige wasn't bad. I was just like, ah. Eh. But the whole That's thing felt. The whole thing felt like half-assed in a sense, where it's like the set wasn't like anything spectacular. I remember the weekend set being really, really good. 
the like, weekend put well, i mean the weekend put like an extra how many million into and also too um um i loved i loved the choreography with like kendrick kendrick right? but he's always he's been doing that like uh the the grammy awards performance uh it reminded me of that with like all the people and the 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 yeah dark, the dark uh kendrick needed to be on for more than yeah. like a quarter of two songs like i need a little bit more kendrick because he was performing right like yeah. snoop dogg and dr dre they were hanging out it was great to see him they were having a good time mary j blige was performing kendrick was performing eminem was there uh <laughs> it just felt like sometimes with the choreography because like when 50 cent came on the dude's hanging from the ceiling what's going on did you do that for a meme and then it's like there was no like choreography really with the dancing like it was very loose and for me i was like i was yeah. looking for that visual element along with their yeah. performance yeah you know and it was there with kendrick it was there at the end um but in those middle parts i was like mm, i need a little bit more need a there little no, bit more. yeah there was nothing nothing with the lighting that was de- uh, the set in and of itself like with the the kind of like houses and stuff and or like, like the, the train, like why was it like a train car? Was it an RV? I don't. Know. Oh, they're like a trailer park type theme, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, kind of it? yeah, um, something for like that. Eminem or something like that. But like, I don't know. It felt like they didn't put enough effort into it compared to past Super Bowls, and the performances weren't as good to make up for everything else, like the surrounding. Because like, there's no ambiance around it. It's not like, um. I could really like get into the performance. I was like, Oh yeah, I like these songs. Songs are cool. Like I could sing along to the songs because hip hop, I'm a huge fan, but yeah. Yeah. But overall the performance, you know, Hey, you know, in these guys, yeah, I'll leave it at, eh. I mean, like you said, it was good to see like hip hop representation, especially in America's sport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No kneeling for my country. (laughs) Um, But it was good to see that. But, um if you look at like past performers you know the weekend was a good start but then it was like you know we had maroon five justin timberlake lady gaga coldplay Katy perry like mm-hmm. that is yeah i mean those are the biggest stars and this is like i mean cool for la but i don't know felt like they could have done like they they had kendrick and they they had kendrick and eminem they had eminem do his biggest song or most mainstream song but they didn't have Kendrick do his most mainstream song in Humble. It didn't make sense. Like it felt like like the set list and the or like you know what I mean. Eh. Everything. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I didn't understand it, but cool. Love to see hip hop. Would love to see someone. You know, they do a focused hip hop ha- uh, halftime show. One artist, maybe it was a couple guest stars, but it's mine on one artist, and they just have them play hit after hit after hit. Like so. yeah, I think I think I agree. It was too many people. Yeah, too yeah. much to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, talk quickly before we get to our All Star Draft. Let's talk quickly about a blockbuster trade. Now, since we have started, we when we started Amateur Hour, James Harden was still in Houston, and I think our third episode <laughs> was about his discontent in Houston. Isn't that now crazy? James Harden? That, that's insane to me. Now James Harden isn't on Houston anymore. He's on the Philadelphia 76ers because the Nets and the Sixers were able to get two of their biggest drama queens to swap places. Ben Simmons is now, uh, well, he fixed his mental health, I guess. He's ready to go play in Brooklyn. And James Harden, who I guess was so unhappy that he wanted to request a trade but didn't request a trade because of his rep, got shoot off to Philly. <sighs> 
before we talk about it, Shrey, just based off your initial thoughts, because I know you know, mm-hmm. who won the trade? Before we talk about it, before we talk about the details, who won the trade? I'm going to say the Nets. I would also agree with you. Yeah. Because the bag that Philly gave out for James Harden was quite impressive. And for the Nets to address some serious issues, right? Mm-hmm. Shooting off the bench. You just upgraded from Bruce Brown to Seth Curry. That's a W. You just upgraded from a lost Nick Claxton and Paul Millsap <laughs> to Andre Drummond, who, while maybe not scoring wise, is not the most talented rebounds and defense. We still know that he's still got it in his bag. Yeah. And now you just added Ben Simmons as well to play alongside Kevin Durant and, and uh, Kyrie Irving. Plus two firsts. Yeah. That's a W. And you sent James Harden, who we know is a great player, and then Paul Millsap, who I thought he was going to get waived at some points. Yeah, I mean, out he, to he, he, it was funny because he asked for a trade before James Harden did. He was like the first one where he was like, I request a trade. But it was Paul Millsap, so people were like, okay. <laughs> sure <laughs> and you're like 37 i don't know if anyone's gonna give you more minutes than you're already getting but yeah i mean with harden leaving again and going to the Sixers, it is interesting that they found a way because i think what was originally holding up the trade when it was happening at the trade deadline time was matisse tybel and the nets really wanted matisse tybel but the Sixers weren't willing to give him up. So that's why they added the second first-round pick uh, to the deal. And so to not give up Dybul, to not give up Maxi, in the short term, the Sixers did pretty well. It's they, a good, good retention. Yeah. yeah. And I've uh, talked a lot of smack about Daryl Morey. I still think he is a complete ass. Um. Oh. What, because of his China comments, Shrey? No, no, no. He was fighting for human rights. No, 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 no. His complete ass in the media. He has his spots (laughs) and he has to talk about every player and, oh, Ben Simmons. Like, you know what I mean? Just shut up and if you're going to do a deal, do a deal. If you're not, like, just let it happen. Why do do you have to be so in my face about it? Everything. It was from him, too. It wasn't even, like, reports are saying Daryl Morey. No, Daryl Morey was, like, telling us, like, Oh, yes, we have had talks with the Kings about this, and we have had talks with, but they haven't given us an offer that we like. And I'm like, dude, like. Who needs Shams and Woj? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, whatever happened to, you know, talking after something happens? Like, why are we talk- doing all this talking beforehand? I don't want to hear it because I know it's all not going to happen. So then I got pissed off at that because I'm like, all right, this guy's just, you know, talking out of his mouth. But he still had, you know, chips left and he he was able to throw him in and get Harden at the end of the day and I'd say in the short term really good get without having to give up Maxi without having to give up Thibault. Um they still keep Harris as well so this is a team that as much as we think that maybe Nets did better off kind of for the future and you know still getting Simmons and everything like that like the Sixers are right up there. They should be championship contenders. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, made the Eastern Conference finals and even got to the finals with the team like this. The only thing is Harden. He's going to opt in, but you know, how long does it take before he's discontent again? Right? Like, I think it's more of like a, you know, now it's going to be a assuaging his like, 
you know, his feelings and like if he ever gets angry, like, don't worry, James, like, we'll get through this. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he got angry and found another way to get out of to get out of Philly, too. So mm, I think at the end of the day, I want the picks. So that's why I picked Brooklyn. Like regardless of where they are, like you know what I mean. Like Ben Simmons, Harden at any time could say, "I want to leave again," but at the end of the day, if Harden leaves, all you're left with is Paul Millsap. If Simmons leaves, you got Curry, you got Drummond, you got two picks, right? So I think that's yeah. where I'm kind of like taking into account. All you have left is Paul Millsap. You never <laughs> want to hear that. That's bad. If you hear that, that's bad. You're <laughs> run. All right. Yeah, crazy trade. And, you know, as usual, I'm, you know, excited to see where it goes and kind of excited to see how James Harden will perform with Joel Embiid, with prime Joel Embiid, and how, you know, sad boy Ben Simmons is going to perform with, you know, Kyrie and KD. He's not sad boy anymore. Did you hear that he was like having a conversation with KD and. He started, you know, crying happy tears. Oh no! Tell me that's fake. No, no, no. He was like, he was like crying on the phone with K. Uh, when he talked to Katie for the first time, I think he was like relieved. I, no, no way, no way. That's, this what, man, that's what I heard. I no, think. this man acts like oh he's, my. He's you remember when um, Antonio Brown got released by the by the Raiders and he took a video of him. The- Running around his house saying, I'm free. Ah, yeah. I'm free. He gets off the phone with his grandma. His grandma. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like that has to be what. Uh, no, this is. No, no. Like. He's acting like he had his cojones strapped to an electric fence. Okay. <laughs> what a visual. Nice. Nice visual. All right. Let's get to our draft. And now for the 2022 Amateur Hour All-Star Draft, where two titans of sports knowledge go head-to-head and select better teams than ones that were drafted. Actually, wow, there's a clear winner. It's Team LeBron. Team LeBron winning by 50. Um, But for us, let's find out, Trey. We saw who had the better power rankings. It was me. And let's see who has a better All-Star team. It's going to be me. But... All right, As all people right. know, we have a pool of the All-Stars. We're doing a draft for ourselves just like they do, uh, just like LeBron and KD do. So Shrey gets the first pick because I got first pick last year. We're going to do the starters. We're going to power through all 10. Then we're going to get through everybody else. We'll explain to you briefly why we picked them. And then we'll talk about our teams as a whole. And then we'll talk about maybe when we get there, some people who shouldn't be there, but we'll keep going. And that is that. All right, Shrey. With the number one pick in the 2022 All-Star Draft, Team Shreya selects. I got to go Giannis. Okay. I got to go Giannis. He is, uh, I think um, LeBron talked about it in the the All-Star Draft, but he actually he, he actually likes playing in the All-Star game. But then from a player standpoint, like how do you guard him? Right, he's he's everything in one. I don't think there's much left to say about it. So I got Giannis. Who you Interesting. Got? So my first pick, I'm taking I'm taking Prime Joel. Ooh, that's that's MVP caliber Joel again. That's MVP yeah. caliber Joel. Just for the just for the the listeners, we have our spreadsheet set up. 
and we're we're going. I'm getting through calls it, like, from G- from my other GMs. <laughs> <laughs> you have 15 seconds. He's still on the board. All right, Shred. <laughs> All right, who's your next pick? Pick number two. All right, so pick number two. We're still going with the starters. I'm going to go with LeBron. He's still on the board. I get Giannis and LeBron. Also, I get the I get the passing all going. Oh, mm, go. okay. Well, hey, I'll take that, and I'll do you one better. Uh, I'll take uh, the absolute goat. I'll take Steph Curry as my number two. Oh, okay. Shreyas right. gets LaFraud, <laughs> and I get the chef. Uh, and those yeah. and those were the the two highest vote getters, right, for the All Star game. I'm I think so. Sure. Yeah. So you know they go off the board very early, uh, second pick, and rightfully so. Okay. So, okay. Now we're at pick three. There hasn't been much, you know, analysis because we you could you could tell these guys are the starters. Like there's there's not much to say right now for these these first couple picks because they're all phenomenal. This guy this guy's still on the board, and I think I'm gonna take him, Nikola Jokic, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. No, you can take him. You can take him because Jokic. I'll tell you why because Jokic not as a player, but Jokic in the All Star game, he's he's literally better in the regular season. He's not as good in the All Star game. Fine, Take but if we're, if, we're, if we're talking about him as a player, too, like, no, and we're no. the All-Stars. No, I'm, I'm winning the All-Star game. What? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he's going to have a lot of fun, though. I'll tell you that. I'm winning these. I'm Yeah, maybe. Okay, guys, I want to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking none other than the Chicago Bulls, Jordan 2, DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, okay. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So you got DeRozan at three. Interesting. That's kind of interesting, actually. Why? Why? Uh, why DeRozan right here? Because he's the first time. He's the first time starter, right? Is this his first time starting? It might be. Yeah. But he hasn't. Yeah. If he hasn't, it hasn't been in a while. So why? Why DeRozan right here? Uh, because what, have you watched him play? Yeah. No. He, have you? Not, he's, and now, a, he's a deserved starter. He's in a deserved starter. And okay, Shrey, if we're talking about winning the All Star game, or if we're talking about just play in general. If yeah. you look at my team, I have prime Joel Embiid, I have yeah. Steph Curry, and I have DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan can score within like a couple seconds. He can get to his shots. He knows what his buckets are. He's hyper-athletic. I'll take him on defense. And now you're pairing him with a Curry and Joel. Mm. And I'm, that's, a, that's a great compliment to me. Yeah, but I don't know. My team is going to pass ring, uh, circles around you. so You're just going to pass. You know, you're gonna, your team is going to get dizzy. And then we're gonna take our layups, right? Like so, we'll just keep passing around and around and around. Everyone falls. You're not down. taking. You're not taking a layup with Joel in the paint. Yeah, but when he's dizzy and he's falling down because of all the passing we do, we will take okay. our easy free layup. Okay. All right. <laughs> in the fourth picture, right? All right. Um. So I went. I've been. I've been gaking the forward. So right now, I gotta take. I gotta take, uh, and I really like this guy. I think I'm gonna take John Morant. I think he's really mm. come on strong this year, and I think as a first time All Star, so we're talking from an ASG perspective, he's gonna bring a lot of fire, and people are gonna want to watch him play. So he's gonna put on a show. But from a play standpoint, he knows how to make the right play. He knows when to make the right play, and uh, leading a team that you know doesn't have. 
any bigger names. They have really good, solid players, but he's the biggest name out of all of them. And they're competitive in a really tough Western Conference. That's the type of guy I want to have. So John Morant right here. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You have pick four right here. All right. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Jason Tatum. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, he's the I like no offense. He's the best one left on the board uh, for starters. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah, we have two people left. Trey, who are you taking at number five? This is an interesting pick, and I want to see what you do. I mean, Trey Young. Yeah, I was looking at who's left, and I was like, I was like, hmm, and I did too much thinking. Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Backcourt of John Morant, Trey Young. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, well, Trey Young can't play defense, but yeah, it's the All Star game. You don't really have. I to. mean, he's gonna he's gonna shoot he's gonna shoot some logo shots, and he's gonna get those points up. So, you know, if he's on, he's on. And then from a play standpoint, if we're just looking at our team, Trey Young, although the the Hawks haven't been great to say the least, um, if anyone could help make a second half surge, which I still think the Hawks could. It's going to be Trey Young. And so I think that's the type of guy I want to have on my team. So ice Trey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that leaves me with default, unfortunately, Andrew Wiggins. Now, I want to take a second and I just kind of want to talk about this selection for starter. (laughs) Um, Because I can think of like a few people who I could argue would be more deserving than Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is averaging 18 points a game you know, four, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, he's fine. He's having a good year for him. But in terms of being an all-star, you could make the case easier than you could make the case for him being an all-star starter. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, the fact that all he, he just had a huge section of fan vote because a K-pop star wanted him to be, a K-pop star who Andrew Wiggins had never even heard of, wanted him to be a starter. And now to see him, among like these, this kind of caliber people, if we dip into the reserves, we don't even have to go too far to see somebody else who might be deserving. Uh, sure. <clears throat> Luka Doncic, <laughs> Devin Booker, Mitchell, uh, hell, even Murray, even James Hart. You know, like to see Andrew Wiggins get 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 placed in essentially a higher caliber above those guys, that doesn't sit right with me. And the fact that he basically won off of this kind of fraudulent popular vote, um. I, I don't know. I mean, How do you feel about that? I mean, I get that he was voted in and there's still, you know, the media and the players, but. The fan vote is 50%, Max. And yeah. 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 Golden State deserved two, at least two um, all-stars. For me, they would have just been. Well, no, no, wait, just wait, 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 no, wait. I, that doesn't even make sense because they're not even the best in the West. Not a single Suns player made it in to the starting lineup. So. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, all stars total. Oh, oh, I thought you meant Not starters. starters. Not... No, no, no. Okay, they deserve oh, okay. two. I think they deserve two all stars total. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, so yeah. for me, those would have probably been uh, Curry and Draymond before I got into Wiggins. But if Wiggins was a starter, cool. If they had three, fine. But to have not have a Suns player in the starting pool but have two Warriors players as a starters. You, I mean, you can see, uh, it's right. Even for an all-star selection, Brandon Ingram, 
I know winning goes into effect. And I know Wiggins had good games, but like how, I don't know. How much has he really affected the winning of the team? And I know that he's getting points and he's getting buckets, but at some points, no more than like a Jordan Poole would be, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah. I so mean, to yeah, me, that's kind yeah. of what's hard for me. Now you have a Brandon Ingram. You have a Porzingis who was playing a lot better this year. You know, these are guys out in the West who are, are, are getting theirs, who are posting better stats in most categories, but somehow Andrew Wiggins still slides in. I don't know. I, I feel you. I feel you. I, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have been a starter. He should have been a borderline all star. And uh, it, it kind of makes sense if you if we're just talking about this draft. No, no one wanted to pick him until the last pick. So you know what I mean. That's why. That's how it goes. <laughs> and even then, I don't. I don't want to pick him. Like if I could just dip in and have like a no. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. If I could have like Jimmy Butler, or Luca, or Devin Booker. Or Zach Levine, like if that was mm. if those are my options instead, I'd feel a lot better about and in in the order might have even been changed up, you know. Yeah. Somebody might have taken a Devin Booker before they took a Trey Young. Yeah. I don't know. It's just in my mind kinda kinda uh kind of fraudulates the whole the whole voting process because now it's 50%, just kind of like 50 fan vote i think this is the key of like we saw well we saw last year Stray taco fall got in like <laughs> he was ridiculous like, he was amount like of in, votes. yeah he i remember the first couple of returns he was like up there in, in center in uh, in the age of memes people voting. are looking for something funny so they're like <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we put andrew wiggins <laughs> oh no, he's a starter. Oh no, yeah, like like Clay and Kyrie were there too. You know what I mean? Like, I, like the fan Dude voting who, being did, who played one or no games. Like, yeah. I know it's a game for the fans, but if then okay, so we can't have no, it no. Both ways. But see, it's not. But it's well, not because. But let me let me make a point. Is like if it's a if it's a game for the fans, then you also can't use it to make your argument for when it comes to the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like, yes. if, yeah, yeah. If, you like you vote this guy in like you get a ton of votes to get this guy in he gets a he gets an all-star vote right and then if he gets a couple of those then he's like got a oh, hall of fame case like oh like oh like he might he might make it because he's a four-time all-star like you know what i mean like it can't be both ways it's either it's a it's a credential on your resume that's worth in the hall of fame or it's just a fun little hey you know let him go in you know it's a little vip club thing you can't have it both ways so that's why I don't like too much of a fan vote. I even I'm a fan and I don't even want that. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I, I totally agree, Shrey. And that that makes it hard because now you look and not not for anybody who's in the Hall of Fame currently, but going forward, if I see Andrew Wiggins' names on an HOF ballot, we forget people have very short term memory when it comes to talking about basketball and statistics. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you forget how bad Andrew Wiggins was for years. This yeah, isn't his third year in the league. Just potential wise. Yeah. Like in terms of a bust yeah. for a first round pick or for, a, no, not even first round, excuse me, a number one overall pick. I wouldn't say dude. he's a, I wouldn't say he's a bust. Cause no, there's not some, a bust, but there's some really like Anthony Bennett is a bust. Yeah, I know. Andrew Riggins has made a really good career of him uh, for himself. It's just, when we're talking about it in the grand scheme of things, like let's like, we're not going to inflate, more than what Andrew Wiggins is, which is a really, really solid player. Yeah, but Shrey, he's team. been in the... Well, yeah, no, no, and that's fine, but he wasn't a really solid player. This is his eighth year. 
yeah in the nba and he was not a really solid player for a long long time hello he was, yeah he was a scorer he, he was on the freaking timberwolves man he was awful <laughs> uh so anyway so let's continue with our all-star draft uh let's let's get into those reserves because i want to solidify the fact that my team is better shrey give me number six <laughs> well no i think i think you should take number six because i got the first pick of the starters so why don't we why don't we go backwards oh oh wow thank you yeah no i'll uh i I'll appreciate you oh. <laughs> um mm, okay well you know so you gave me the first pick and i gotta dip into the pool here and i'm gonna take uh, my personal favorite uh no not even i'm sorry just based off of who he is uh he might not have been having his most career season but i gotta go with luca magic uh yeah i would have done that too yeah I would have done that too. I think, yeah, he should have been a starter, either him or one of the sons. Um, and speaking of one of the sons, that is who I will be taking. Oh uh, no, Devin Booker, um, <laughs> no. having an uh, having an unreal year. Uh, low key, like the Suns, really good team, like the one of the like the best, right? One of the best, and. He, like, I don't know, he doesn't get talked about enough uh, specifically versus just how good the team is doing. And he's put up some really big stats this year and consistently scoring and, you know, leading his team to victories along with Chris Paul. So Devin Booker is my choice. It's a fairly simple choice. Yeah, okay, that's a good pick. Uh, and so we are we are doing James Harden, but we're not doing KD, right? Yes, so... okay. James Harden is still in the pool, and uh, as of time, as of this time of recording, we know that Jared Allen is his replacement. But to make sure the teams are even, we have taken KD, who we knew from the beginning was totally out of the pool. So we have taken him out of the list. Okay. On this, my next selection. Um, hmm. I need to check one thing real quick. And that is okay. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Uh, okay, my next pick is going to be so I'm going to pair him up with his dynamic duo. My next pick is Zach Levine. You're the di- oh oh. So you got the DeRozan Levine connection. Levine DeRozan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved yeah. All Star uh, nod for both of them. So that's, Absolutely. That's a team that I really Aver- love each averaging that. over 24 apiece. Um, huge plays. Both hyper athletic. Really yeah. stepped up on defensively too. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that comes from their defensive role players kind of inspiring and leading the charge. I know he's hurt right now, but Alex Caruso, man, uh, what a what a great you know, just half of the season, and it sucks to see that he's gonna. I mean, his season's he he's out for the rest, or he's gonna be close to the playoffs. It's gonna it's gonna be close. Ho- hopefully, he comes back right before the playoffs, gets his feet wet again. Uh, but yeah, that's a lot of time missed for a really key piece. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Trey, pick number seven. Ooh. Okay. So this is, I, I love doing the reserves because you can't really go wrong, but there are some guys that you're like, man, these are like borderline starter type material right here. And so I got my backcourt of Young and Morant to start Devin Booker coming off the bench. But say I want, you know, defense coming off the bench and a guy that's, you know, the most, one of the most dynamic forwards, Jimmy Butler. 
Mm. And I just love, I just love, you know, having multiple skills on this team. And I got, you know, multiple skills all over the place. And Jimmy yeah. Butler, uh, hustler, all of that. Yeah, he's shooting twenty percent from three this year. Let's not talk about that. But <laughs> otherwise, a great pick. Great year, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I see what you're doing. You're trying to you're trying to uh, brainwash the minds of the people. No, listening. I'm not, Shay. I just want to say that he's shooting about twenty percent from three this year. <laughs> Well, let me come up with some stats. Who are you going to pick next? Okay, <laughs> I'll, well, I'll Google him real quick. Okay, yeah, you know who I'm going to pick next, and I know that he's injured, but if I wanted him on my team, I'm taking uh, LeJames Lahardin. The dude's averaging almost a triple-double, and I don't care what you say. I know he's out of his quote-unquote prime now, but uh, it's still James Harden. Oh, we're not we're not leaving him till the end like Katie and LeBron. Oh, did. are we? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh, you're right. Like, because in the actual draft, Kevin Durant picked James Harden last. No, 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 no. Kevin Durant had the opportunity to pick James Harden. To pick him before last. And it was him and Gobert. And it was so, uh, <laughs> it was so funny because Chuck was like, please let him make him sweat. Please make let him make him sweat. Like, and then LeBron was like, for my last pick. I will be I will be following what the Chuckster said and picking Fred Van Vliet and he left <laughs> Gobert and James Harden and um and we all know the story. He was like, I need size, so he picked Gobert instead of Harden. But you, uh a man of uh wanting the talent and having no bias, uh have picked Harden instead of <laughs> He, he didn't yeah, screw I, me over, so. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. All right. That's a good pick. Should That's I, a good pick, too. So, like, Thank you. All right. What about number eight? What do you take? Who are you taking? Yeah. So you picked Harden. That's who I wanted to, but I thought, okay, I was kind of good on guard. So I'm going to pick a, a first-time All-Star, and we have a couple of really good ones. You have a couple of really good ones. Who are you going to yeah. pick? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm gonna go right now, right here. Uh, a man that is having an unbelievable year, and I've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, Dejounte Murray. Oh no! Uh, I think okay. I think man, I think he uh, gets underrated because of the team he's on. But quietly, they're still in the hunt, right? They can still make a play in, and. Even though they've traded uh, Derek White, right? They still have a decent team around him. Devin Vassell now has a chance to to boost himself up. But Dejounte Murray is a triple double threat. He's a rebounding guard. He's averaging dude's almost averaging a triple double. Two eight and eight, or twenty eight and eight. Twenty eight and eight. And like what? Like two steals a game? Doesn't he lead the league in steals? Um, Close to, if not, yeah, yeah. if not, they're right there, up there with them. So. I think people would think like, oh, DeJounte Murray this early and he was only a replacement. But no, like he, considering how good the West is, he would have made it if he was on the East. But Shrey, Shrey, exactly my point, right? I understand that DeJounte Murray is not on a winning, winning team. But his stats blow Andrew Wiggins out of the water. If you had told me that DeJounte Murray was going to be a starter versus Andrew Wiggins, I would have been like, okay. 
because of how well he's playing this year. And mm-hmm. if you just look at the NBA's Instagram, how many highlights for the masses does DeJounte Murray have versus Wiggins? Wiggins has like three. DeJounte Murray's got one like every other week. He's got yeah. great plays. Um, yeah. Phenomenal player. That that was exactly what – okay, I might have swiped hard in, but that was my next pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Oh, you're really glad? Oh, that's I'm good. Really glad. <laughs> uh, good, I'm glad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. Okay, buddy. Yeah, All right, okay. so for my next pick, you know what? I'm going to do kind of the same thing. Um, I want – if we're looking at talent, I want a guy who's, you know, going to get me who, – who's almost averaging a triple-double – I'm going to take another big guard, first-time All-Star, second year in the league, uh, freaking LaMelo Ball. Yeah. I, I, If it wasn't for Murray, right? You would have taken LaMelo. I would have picked, yeah. yeah, picked Ball. And if you had left Ball, I would have I would have no, snatched I, him. I would have absolutely. Him. I would have been dumb. If you had two of those <laughs> – well, see, okay, my see, my, and my team, you know, was kind of looking like just those guys that have like magic. I only have really one guy with huge size, Joel Embiid. Everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of like, you know, like a larger guard. Nobody's over six ten except for Tatum's pushing it. Yeah, um, but these are all guys who can play. But then, if you we know? look at if you look at the pool, Max, quickly, it's a lot of guards. Like we, I so I, when we when I made the the Excel spreadsheet. I was looking, I was like, man, there is not a lot of forwards in this pool versus guards. It's like the guards are packed. So it just shows how like the league has changed, right? It's more guard dominated. It's more three point oriented. And, you know, all these guards can pass and they do multiple things. Whereas with a lot of the forwards, they score, but they're not doing what the guard, you know what I mean? Like they're not like guard forwards. A lot of these forwards are more just forwards. Other than maybe James and and Giannis, uh, so there's so many of these like guards that can like score, pass, rebound, play defense that it's just filled to the brim, and so that's why I can see why your your team is more guard dominated right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you you just picked your ninth pick, and that's my time right now. Um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, point God. Uh, yeah. Okay. And assist know. leader in average for the year. Uh, Chris Paul, CP3. So mm. I got my connection. You got your Bulls connection. I got my son's connection. So I have upended you because my connection is winning more. <laughs> no. Uh. Consider yourself played. Oh, oh, I love my team, dude. I don't know about you. The, the decision's getting tougher now. Like the decision well. gets, and this is the time where it gets just a little bit harder. If we're looking at, uh, do I need scoring or do I need? Mm. You, you need a lot of things. Okay, buddy. All right. Um, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate kind of from what I was doing, and because I'll let you take another pick. I because I want him on my team. Uh, because I'm going to go back to getting a little bit of size. I'm going to take Cat. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I was thinking of when, when to get into the reserve center pool, um, but I wanted to get my, my guard straight because I feel like you would have taken a bunch of guards and I would have been left guardless on my reserve. So I'll let you yeah. take Cat. Like, that's a good pick. 
No, and that's and now you know if you depending on who you select now, that's going to kind of like make my decision for me. Yeah, um, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, and so you got Embiid and Cat, which is you know pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. So, um, for my tenth, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow the follow the trend that you're trying to set. Uh, I'm gonna go back and pick Donovan Mitchell from the guards. Uh, I know 25 points per game. Yeah. got a quite a bit of guards. Um, you know, he's missed but a see, couple even games Trey, right there. I know he missed a couple games, but he's on a winning team and he's yeah. averaging 25 points per game. And then four and four, those yeah. stats match up very well with Andrew Wiggins. Again, another person who realistically could have and should have been a starter before he was for sure. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have, uh, said it any better. So, Donovan Mitchell for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll give that. I, I will. That's a good pick. And so since you picked him, I'm going to um, I'm gonna alternate. Okay. And I'm going to go because I, I was trying to decide between Mitchell and Garland. I'm going to go back to Darius Garland. Man, does anyone deserve a first-time All-Star more than him and Mel? Way to show up. It's Way to show crazy. up. It's pretty yep. crazy uh, how, like, considering, you know, he was in a backcourt when he first got drafted with him, Kevin Porter Jr., Colin Sexton, right? And you were like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, how is this going to work? Like, it felt like, man, someone's not going to get their just due. And it's just not going to work out, right? And then Kevin Porter Jr. gets traded, all right, because he's really good at throwing food. Um, and, uh, Sexton, I hate it here. <laughs> and Sexton, Sexton gets hurt, unfortunately, and he's out for the season, but to step up and after that injury where Sexton got hurt and people are like, dang, like what's going to happen? Like, this feels like another lost cause for season for the Cavs and to step up like the way he stepped up. Right. And quietly played some of the best basketball in the East and in the NBA, it's just, Exceptional to see uh, a a new a new star arise. I really mm-hmm. like that. Like people like hearing of your name, being like, okay, and now people know your name. He's a household name now. If you're an NBA fan, so Darius Garland, great pick. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where. Yeah, like you said, quietly, quietly, hooping. quietly. Yeah, that team right, too. Sorry. That Cavs team, man, I love to watch them. Um, who would have thunk? Yeah, who would have? <laughs> who would have thunk? Um, Okay, so I picked a couple guards. Uh, you went back to the pool and you picked Garland, who I would have picked probably next if you would let him. So I'm going to go, okay, so I haven't gone forward. I, want, I probably want to take a forward here, and I'm going to take Draymond. Um, okay. Just a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, he's hurt right now, but this is a guy that made this team a winning team, especially when Clay wasn't there. He's back to doing Draymond things. Uh, so really mm-hmm. need that kind of forward presence. He can do everything. Okay. So I'm going to supplement. I'm going to take my last uh, guard. It's the last guard that's really available. I'm going to take FVV, Fred Van Vliet. Fred Deserve Money. it. Deserve it. Deserve it. Hooper. Yeah, man. FVV. Uh, they gave yeah. him a shot, right? They, they, they traded Powell. And 
they made him the guy in that backcourt. Uh, and so him and him and Gary Trent have been sneaky, like a sneaky, really good backcourt. Like Gary Trent's coming on too. And FVV has been playing, has been balling for the past two years. So uh, Toronto's kind of moving up in the rankings now in the, in the standings. And it's partly because it's mostly because of him and, and uh, Trent, obviously Siakam is playing otherworldly, but like those two guys have really made a name for themselves. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. I'm gonna go go bear here. I need a big guy. I got Giannis and Jokic, uh, but uh, I'm lacking size and uh, Stifle Tower. Uh, <laughs> oh, the DPOY because nobody else gets it. D- yeah, D- DPOY. The D stands for default. Um, uh, but. He is a he's an exceptional defensive player, uh, and he allows that that Jazz defense to be as good as he can because uh, no one has to worry about whoever he's guarding. So we and make all a lot of that fun Jazz. All right, Trey. You like Jazz? I like Jazz. You like Jazz? Um, so I got okay, go there so- here. That's a that's a really solid pick, and I think realistically, with what you have left on the table, Gobert, Allen, and Middleton, uh, if you picked either Gobert or Allen, it's a solid pick. Uh, Jared Allen has also been having a really solid year. Um, he's a good center. He'll be a good backup to the All Star team. You know, you got to fear the fro. Uh, Big J, he he he's a good guy. But yeah, uh, Gobert, you know, you understand what you get from him. Seventy five percent shooting, uh, two blocks per game. All the couple rebounds. points, all the rebounds. And considering uh, considering what I need, French right? like, and just being French, <laughs> baguettes, free baguettes. Um, what do you? Just oh, considering oh. what I need, Jokic. I have all the scoring as a big man, but I need someone with the more defensive mentality. And Gobert, between Gobert and Allen, I think Allen isn't as proven as a defender yet. Like he's a great defender for this year, uh, but Gobert has been doing it year after year. So I got to take the proven guy. No, I agree. And um, here we have... Who got last pick? uh, uh, Shrey, I just want to say that there's... It's pretty obvious who I'm going to take because one person was not playing like an all-star. I'll give you two examples of people who, again, did much better, okay? Just based off of stats alone. And in terms of, like, transparency and fame, and the reason that he keeps getting selected boggles my mind, why is Chris Middleton getting selected to be an all-star? It the felt dude like a had, default selection. It felt did. like a default selection, but it's not Team Giannis anymore. It's not Team Giannis. Yeah. He he hasn't been spectacular. He's 19 and a half, five and five. Yeah. You got Pascal, you got Pascal Siakam, who's 22, yeah. eight and five. You yeah. got Jalen Brown, who's 23 and a half, six and three. Yeah. And and understanding that the, the Bucks aren't as dominant as they were last year regular season wise did they deserve uh two they, they were middling for a little yeah. bit yeah and they were they were lower at some points right like like yeah but there are players like if we're talking about okay of those middling teams there are players that have been doing better and you pick two of them that uh that have been doing better than chris middleton right if they were dominant i'll pick i'll, pick, I'll pick a third i'll pick a third who we've seen more of Miles Bridges. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. 19, 7, and 3.6. Yeah. You can make the case, Shrey. You for can make the time. case because yeah. of because for a first time because of how dominant he is on the glass. And and you know, how many opportunities, you know, hopefully more, but considering how competitive this this field will always be, how many opportunities will Miles Bridges to be get to be a an all-star, right? So it's like especially doing as well as he is and you know they're playing really well you know for being in the middle right there i don't know i feel like they just defaulted to the bucks it it kind of sucks um chris middleton i love him great player when you need it he gets a bucket but for the track no, record, it's, it's true it's no disrespect and i say this without yeah. any disrespect to his game and who he is as a player because i'd love to have him on my team for sure but to 100%. have him to have him regarded amongst the best in the league right now, I think is a little bit fraudulent. Yeah. I said fraudulent with the all-star voting for Wiggins. And I kind of say fraudulent here. It's like, why yeah. did you throw him in? And this wasn't a fan thing. This was, uh, this was coaches. This was a coach selection. And I understand that selection. he's a stand-up guy. He came from the G league. You know, he is an NBA champion, but again, I just, one more time. I'm just going to read you the Pascal Siakam. Yeah. All-star. On a team that's, that's, you know, 31 and 24. They're in there. They're they're still positive. The guy's 22, 22.1, 8.7, and 5.2. And yeah. Chris Middleton is 19.5, 5.5, and 5.2. And he hasn't been rocking the world or anything with his his play, just kind of from an eye test standpoint, either. Uh he's at the Siakam wins. Yeah, I test Siakam wins, so for sure. And and honestly, you know, even same thing. Jalen Brown's posterizing Mo Bamba. Miles Bridges is posterizing everybody. Those, those, yeah, those would have been things. fun players to watch in the All Star game. Exactly. No, and what we're gonna watch Chris Middleton shoot like a you know a well spaced <laughs> mid range. Okay, seventeen footer. <laughs> <laughs> he dribbles in, takes a great couple steps of footwork, shoots an open mid range. It's a solid. It's a solid regular season move, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> When we're right, here so, to watch Steph so Curry turn around, so that's who yeah. you're picking, correct? That was your last pick. Oh, I can, God. I can, I can put him in your list. Is that correct? Yeah, Jared Allen, please. Ugh, okay. You I mean, it. I love Chris Middleton, but that's kind of the reason why he's mid uh, is in his name, pick. Trey. Mid is in his name. <laughs> the middle range. No, for being a mid tier, a mid tier. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> no, that's true. It's true. It's true. In the field. Um, it it makes sense. He probably should have been, if it wasn't for the pettiness of Kevin Durant and LeBron going with the flow for the Harden thing, he probably would have been the last pick uh, of the of the reserves in the actual draft. All right, Max, want to quickly uh, run through your your picks so that people yes. understand what's happening? Yes. So my picks. Hang on, wait, sure. I'm just gonna record this real quick, just so that we have a clippy clip. Uh, face cam. Oh, let me get that up too. Oh, hang on, it's not gonna work because I'm recording it here. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, because I have my I have my camera on on this platform. It's not gonna work on my OBS. Can you turn it off? What or you have to? No, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up the recording. Okay, That's okay. 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 Um. We'll so do, yeah, we can do an audio with um with the graphic. Or oh, I could just throw the people up there. Yeah, yeah, you could throw the people up there and do the audio. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay, so for the Team Max 2022 All-Star Selection, this is a this team is a W. Sorry. 
I got Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum, unfortunately Andrew Wiggins, Luka Magic, Zach Levine, James Harden, LaMelo Ball, Carl Anthony Towns, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, and Jared Allen. I'm sorry, you have to do that again because I snorted so loud. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. Shay, who do you got? All right. So, you know, we talk, you know, Max talks big game, but I got I got the real winners over on the squad. Giannis. You know, let's start off hot with the honest. LeBron, Jokic, Morant, and Trey Young as my starters. So automatic W there because he has Wiggins. And then Aww. Booker, Butler, DeJounte Murray, Chris Paul. So I got all the guards. I got, you know, I'm a little lacking on the forwards, but Jimmy Butler, not lacking at all. So we got Except him. Except for the fact that he's shooting 20% from three. We don't want him shooting threes. We got we got uh, Trey Young and Devin Booker and, and, and Chris Paul, too. He can shoot a couple threes. Donovan Mitchell was my next pick. We're not having Draymond shoot threes, but we know what he does. Rudy Gobert and Chris Middleton. So, uh, I, for a winning squad, I think I did pretty good for myself. I don't know what you want to say about that, Max. Uh, you know, Shrey, I like your team. I, I like your team, especially from, like, Booker to CP3. Booker, Butler, DeJounte Murray, and CP3, and then Spider Mitchell. Like, that's... It's solid. It's pretty solid. It's solid. But in, t- in terms of, like, I got Joel, and then Kat, and then Jared Allen. You got... I understand that you have... Giannis, you know, LeBron, Jokic, top three. Come on. LeBron's not playing now? defense. LeBron's not playing defense in the well, regular league. No, no, can you he's imagine not playing those three? Do, those three coming down, Jokic with the ball, and then has an opportunity to pass to Giannis. No, you think LeBron's going to let Jokic take the ball up? False. We need to think <laughs> about chemistry here. LeBron, see, that's why I didn't draft LeBron's second pick. I thought about it, and I'm like, this dude needs the ball in his hands at all times. So if I want a Luka, if I want Steph, if I want, you know, Tatum. If I want these guys to like do their thing. And that's why I picked DeRozan because DeRozan doesn't need the ball in his hands. But that's fine. I have options too, right? You got, if I want James to bring it up, like, you know what I mean? Like he'll I'm bring better. it up most of the no, time. I'm better. But nope. having a big I'm guy better. option. I'm having better. a big guy option. And I'm better. All right. <laughs> we'll let the fans decide. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thank you for so much for tuning in. Uh, please vote on our social media polls when we put them up. Um, decide who has the better of the two teams. But you've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.